You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays Daily Dose of Toronto Blue Jays Talk, directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.G. Andrews of jsternacouch.com, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm just kind of in a state of numbness right now. I have not taken any drugs, aside from the melatonin that hopefully will help me sleep after taking as much time as I did to reflect on just what happened tonight and you think you wouldn't take as much effort because it's basically the same thing that happened yesterday (sighs) the Blue Jays went out onto the Yankee Stadium grass and they got shellacked again 13-2 this time they now trail the Yankees in the series 33-8 to on runs. They've been held in check by Davey Garcia and Garrett Cole. And I, I can't even blame the offense tonight because, I mean, it's Garrett Cole. There's a reason he got paid a lot of money by the Yankees because they're the Yankees. And Garrett Cole is really, really good at his job. So, I can't even be mad. It's it's not a matchup that was tilted in the Blue Jays' favor. I mean, you would have thought all the game he was talking last week, Tanner Roark would have gone out there and seen Garrett Cole's name against him on the docket and... Would have been super charged up to to go out there and, and that he deserves to be taken seriously as a starter. <laughs> Instead, he went the same four innings that he did in his last outing. He had 91 pitches to do that. He gave up four home runs during those four innings. Four of the six hits left the yard. Walked two. Charged with six runs. Gave up the first of the hat trick of homers to Kyle Higashioka. A guy who nearly every time I started up a a save file on Out of the Park Baseball would be waived by the Yankees within a month. Yep. Three for four with five RBIs tonight. All of them coming off home runs. And he, he hit all pitchers equally. Because he hit Jacob Wagaspak for the second one. Wagaspak gave up two tonight. And then Hector Perez making his major league debut. I'm so sorry, Hector. I mean, he was exactly as advertised. He was wild. Because he walked three batters. Uh, But he did get his first major league strikeout. 
he escaped with only two runs allowed because Anthony Bass came in and just needed one pitch to get the job done. But it was just another game where, you know, the, it was over. It was over before you had a chance to settle in after a day of work. Well, day for y'all. I was still working. I still work pretty late. But it's just another game where you knew it was over. The second that DJ LeMahieu let off the game for the Yankees in the bottom of the first with a home run, you knew that was it. Can't be one one pitch and down one nothing. Not against Garrett Cole. And again, can't really blame the Blue Jays for struggling. Only had three hits tonight off of Cole. They did scrape a run across against him. On a Jonathan Villar double. And then an eventual wild pitch. And I guess I should give Joe Panic credit for hitting his first home run of the season. He, uh, he made like me. He waited until the very last possible minute to get that first home run. Two out facing Nick Nelson. But Joe got enough of a charge on it to put it out. He is probably my best comp. In Major League Baseball, a light-hitting infielder who's very good with her glove and can occasionally get a hold of one, but there, there's just no way to avoid talking about just the absolute shambles that this Blue Jays pitching staff has been in. And there is no Derek Fisher to soak in the blame. And, you know... Hope Derek Fisher is feeling better after Matt Shoemaker accidentally plunked him in the knee during a simulated game. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, when I heard that news earlier today, I thought that it, it was just, you know, lingering knee pain from last night. But it... And again, fell on the pitching staff that has just been asked to take way too many hits because their starters can't go five innings. And Tanner Roark has done nothing to help the cause that he is supposedly championing to let starters go deeper in games. What has Tanner Roark done to actually deserve it? And, and we went over this. You went over this when I was making up those episodes on Sunday night because my computer went to garbage on me. He did nothing. He got worse. And I've talked to some of y'all online. I've talked to members of the Blue Jays media tonight. And we've all come to the same conclusion that Tanner Roark's not going to be pitching in the playoffs for this team. Um, 
Like I said, I talked to one media member just to try and get a feel of where the Blue Jays would go. And they didn't have Roark in there. They had a bullpen day in there instead of Roark, you know. Throwing Merriweather and Yamaguchi out there. I I tried to to counter like, well maybe do you throw Ross Stripling out there as a as a fifth guy? If you go um Ryu, Walker, Ray, Shoemaker, and then Stripling and some combination of like Anderson and I don't know. But Tanner Roark's not in that conversation anymore. He has pitched himself out of it. And he admitted it tonight. He said he played terribly. He, that the Yankees kicked their butts. And maybe this is the awakening that we all needed. That, yes, this is a better Blue Jays team than last year. But it is not ready for prime time. And certainly not ready to deal with a healthy Yankees team. Even if they've held... Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge to a combined 0 for 7 with 5 strikeouts in these two games. They can't do anything against the other guys. DJ LeMahieu is torching them. He's making a late bid to hit 400 this season. Clint Frazier is looking like the guy who everybody wanted in that J-Hap deal but had to sell for Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury. Neither of them are on the roster anymore, as we discussed And again, when you have a backup to the backup catcher who's entering the game hitting 188 with one home run, and he leaves that game hitting 250 with four home runs, that's a sign your pitching staff's not ready. Like I said, they may have two starters they can throw during that first round, whoever they get, if it's Tampa Bay, if it's Oakland. If it's the central winner, whoever that may be, because that's just a mess. It's a good mess, but it's still a mess. I don't know who that third person is. Like I said, it's probably Robbie Ray by default. And then if you win that, where do you go? I honestly don't know. Something that Charlie Montoya is going to have to figure out over these next couple weeks. Because, uh... We're down to 12 games remaining. Five of them are against the Yankees. Gotta figure something out here. Because these uh, double-digit losses are not cutting it. No, it does cut it, though, is Built Bar. Built Bar is great. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I It's been one of my go-tos since I've been trying to lose weight. Um, officially down... 13 pounds since the start of quarantine. So, very happy about that. Um, and Bill Bar has been a part of it because I can just grab one and eat it and, you know, be totally fine for however long I need to be until I get my uh, get my supper ready. I had cabbage soup tonight. It was good. Didn't taste as good as Bill Bar, though. Um, they have great original flavors that you remember, like coconut almond, German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, and my still favorite, salted caramel. But they have new flavors like cookies and cream, cherry barcia, carrot cake with walnuts, and apple almond crisp. 
oh my god, you can get me with almost anything with apples in it. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, they melt in your mouth. And they're healthy because they pack in a lot of protein. They're under 200 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So they're a great way to stay on your diet while engaging with a delicious treat. And right now, if you go to BillBar.com, use that promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. So use the promo code locked on, get $10 off at BillBar.com, get your hands on some of these tasty treats, and, you know, feel better about indulging in chocolate and goodness, and hopefully continue losing weight. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, in order to get Jacob Waggis back and Hector Perez on the roster to give up seven runs to the Yankees tonight, uh, the Blue Jays had to make some moves. Um, one of them was optioning Anthony Kay to the taxi squad. So, he's still traveling with the team. He's just not on the roster, which... That may be the best for Anthony because he has fallen off pretty hard since his nice little run to start. This. He just has not had control. And I don't know if that's just a tired thing, just, uh, you know, getting late in the season thing. But it it wasn't worth it to have him. So I understand why he was the one designated to get some extra innings in there. Um. Derek Fisher was put on the IL, as we mentioned. Teoscar Hernandez was activated, did not play tonight. Um, was essentially just a emergency break glass in case of runners in scoring position kind of guy. Um, which is fine. He's expected to play tomorrow. Uh, or Friday, sorry. The days are just blending together. But, yeah, he's expected to play in a doubleheader at the very least. So, he'll be back soon enough. But uh, the other move that was made to get the additional arm on the roster was effectively ending Ken Giles' season by putting him on the IL. And as I said on Twitter earlier, it sucks to think that the last outing that Ken Giles might have delivered as a Blue Jay is mop-up duty in a 17th game. It was 17-3 at that point when he served up a home run to Luke Voigt in the sixth inning of said game. That is really sad. And I've seen the arguments online. We've had we've had these arguments on the channel. Why hasn't Ken Giles been locked up? Well, this season's why. Because he gets injured. And that is a shame. Um, I've seen immunotypes say that, you know, there's no reason for the Blue Jays to sign Ken Giles uh, with the late-inning emergence of Jordan Romano, with Rafael Delis looking like a competent MLB closer and having an option year. Um, to that person, I say... Haven't we kind of proven why you want these guys? Um, they keep getting injured. 
Jordan Romano is still on the injured list. Rafael Dolis had an appendectomy in spring training. You can never have enough pitching, and you can never, never have enough good relief pitching. That's why the Blue Jays keep signing guys to minor league deals. That's why they got A.J. Cole. That's why they traded Justin Miller to Cincinnati. But the point is that you could never have enough. So I don't really buy that argument. I would buy the price tag argument because I believe Ken Giles, uh, if he, from my safe game, is making $9.5 million this season, which is a lot for a guy who you have not gotten many innings out of this year. Um, I mean, three and two-thirds with four runs given up and four walks is not something you want to go into free agency with if you're Ken Giles. And, you know, that's why I was interested um friend of the show fellow blue jays blogger tammy rainey um messaged me on twitter and said why don't the blue jays and ken giles come together on like a rolling deal similar to what they had this season let ken come back next year and try to reestablish himself um before he goes to free agency because he he's still young his his birthday is actually this weekend Ken Giles will turn 30 on September 20th. So why not let him come back on a one-year deal similar to what he's at? And I was right. He made like $9.6 million, So I was close. I don't think he's going to get $9.6 million, Not with the injury problems he's had. But... I think if you negotiate with him on a one-year deal, maybe that 2019 contract where he, where he uh, was worth 6.3, maybe he comes back on that and just gives the, the Blue Jays another arm that gives them money to play with to build up the depth. Like, if they want to get a, a fourth outfielder to replace Derek Fisher or, you know, just start paying some of the guys who are going to be going through arbitration. Guys like Ross Stripling um, and uh, I believe Teoscar actually goes through arbitration this year, which he is picking a very good time to have a very nice season heading into arbitration. Um, so yeah, I don't actually have the arbitration tables in front of me, so I can't be like all over it but um yeah there there are places where that money can go but I think Ken Giles has been valuable enough to Toronto since coming over in the deal for garbage person Roberto Osuna to warrant a faith contract essentially and I would like to see it. I would like to see him go out with a little more dignity than what he went out with this year. Because that was not Ken Giles. We know that wasn't Ken Giles. So let's give him a chance to get healthy. Come back in 2021. Be the veteran voice in that bullpen. Because if, if you're still going to have guys like Romano and Dolis and Bass back there, you want at least one guy who's, who's seen 
the playoffs and, you know, I mean like deep playoffs, not swept into games by Tampa Bay playoffs. Someone with the knowledge of what it takes to get the, all the way there. And let's see if we can make a run with it. That's what I want to see. I think Tammy's right. So, hopefully, when I talk at y'all tomorrow, after softball and after the game, we can have a better discussion than the depressing topics we have covered tonight. And if you want to go go back into the archives and find happier times when we talked about happy things, you can do so by subscribing to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to Lockdown Blue Jays to make sure you don't miss an episode. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Lockdown Jays. You can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. But it allows for contact. So I'll deal. Anyway... I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I won't really be able to watch tomorrow's game. So the Blue Jays want to take advantage of that and deliver a beat down to Masahiro Tanaka. I'm all for it. And I'll be happy to talk about that tomorrow. Cuz it's a it's a nicer thing to talk about than what we have been the past couple of days and we kind of we need something. Just be competitive. I'll take a one run loss. Just be competitive, all right? All right, see what we can do. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunacouch.com, I'm EJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.